Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We're coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage Studios. When you need cash out of your home and a simple way to get it, Rocket can... So happy to have you on this Wednesday. Got a question out for you. The question is, finish this sentence. If the Cowboys with Cooper Rush beat the Eagles on Sunday, dot, dot, dot. You're welcome to weigh in. 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. I'll tell you what Super Bowl champion Brian Witherspoon tweeted to us, Perloff, on Twitter. Spoon. Spoon, he says... Quote, I think we officially would have a quarterback controversy. Offense operates with better efficiency with Cooper right now. In his opinion, let it ride like a hot hand at the craps table. That's uh-huh. from a man who's been in many an NFL locker room. Yeah, I don't see it happening that way. I understand what he's saying. If he throws, if he throws for 102 yards like he did last week, there's no way they're going to keep him in there. It's going to be that. In fact, I think there's no scenario, even if, if he has... 300 yards, and they beat the Eagles. Dak Prescott is is their guy. There's, he's just their guy. The money is there. His production has been there in the past, and I think they love the fact that they get Detroit and Chicago coming up next. Let him ease into this. A little bit of a soft landing spot. You get Detroit. You get Chicago, as Perloff said. Then you get your bye. There is something, though, about teams love it when they're winning. That's the key. If you're winning, if they beat the Eagles, the undefeated Eagles – I mean, I don't think that they would bench Dak Prescott. If he's healthy, he's going to play. As you mentioned, the money, $40 million quarterback's got to play. But I wonder if you'd start to hear a little whispers in the locker room like, hey, we had a formula here. Why not just ride that until it doesn't work anymore, right? Like, why not give Dak two more weeks against those, you know, Lions and Bears, and then maybe we put Dak back in after the bye? You know, something to just sort of keep the momentum going, the positive momentum. So, You're welcome to weigh in on that question, as we said. Also, coming up later in this hour, Big 12 Commissioner Brett Yormark is going to join us here in studio. So we're looking forward to that. Without further ado, let's get to my top five college football quarterbacks of the moment. All right. A little funky music here, too. I I like this. I like this. All right. I don't know what about this as college football, but I like it. So I make the list. Perloff reacts to the list. That's how we do it over here. 
Now, again, of the moment, of the moment, we're taking the temperature of the quarterbacks in college football. Number five on my list, Perloff. We have not yet had an appearance from the Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Drew Pine, 22 for 28. Of course, 262 yards, three touchdowns. Notre Dame upsets BYU. They beat them 28 to 20. That was formerly 16th ranked BYU. Drew Pine, number five on my list. There you go. A little uh, Notre Dame action. Feels like you're playing to the crowd there with Notre Dame. I'm uh, just giving team. credit where it's due. I like to see him throw to anyone except his future first round tight end. But uh, yeah, that, okay. kid, that guy's good. We'll see. That was a that was a fun game. You know, I'm a BYU fan for some bizarre reason. Uh, but man, Notre Dame looked good. Maybe Marcus Freeman's figuring it out. Still, he's a little bit behind the eight ball. I don't know, Maggie. I kind of feel like, you know, where's what's the upside on this guy? Well, I want to see Heisman candidates here, and <laughs> you're not quite getting there yet. All right. Well, just hang on one second okay, because okay, we might be talking about this guy for Heisman, especially depending on what they do this week. Big, big showdown with Tennessee and Alabama. But Hendon Hooker is number five on my list. Now, this was almost a, you know, it was a blowout. They beat LSU 40-13, to 13, did Tennessee. He was 17 for 27, 239 yards, two touchdowns, also 10 rushes, 56 yards. Big-time win, blowout LSU. Hendon Hooker making his second appearance on this list. So here's my question. How's Hendon Hooker all the way down number four? Oh, well, I know. Yeah, Hang you, on That's one a second. high bar. That's a high bar because I love it. Who do we got after higher than that? Number three on the list, and again, making his second appearance on the list, a little Dorian Thompson-Robinson, anybody? UCLA 6-0. He went 18 for 23. That's 78% clip, 300 yards passing, four touchdowns, only one pick. I love this story. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson is number three on the list. Yeah, no, he was awesome. He yeah. beat my guy Cam Rising in Utah. I did not like that, but that was a great game. Isn't it funny? We came in with so much hype about USC, and here comes UCLA. He's very easy to root for. I think he looks like, I, I don't know, like he was never a pro prospect too, but he looks like he could definitely be mid-round pick. Listen, here, eighth year in college or whatever he is. and he's finally not, he's not I'm just kidding. It's his fifth year. He's not huge, but he's really improved. Okay, who's next? Number two on this list of Maggie's top five college quarterbacks of the moment. Got to give it up. Texas quarterback Quinn Ewers had his first start since he got injured in the Alabama game. 21 for 31. Of course, four touchdowns, just one pick. That was a big-time statement when they blow out Oklahoma. Quinn Ewers, for the first time, making an appearance on the list. Love it. Congrats to Sark on that win. A beautifully, beautifully executed game. And our guy B. John Robinson showed up, too. We are into Texas. Love that. Okay. Number one on the list. Thank you. Drum roll. Sometimes you just can't overthink it. Ladies and gentlemen, C.J. Stroud. 21 for 26. 80% of his passes, he's completing 361 yards, or he did in that game. Six touchdowns, one interception. I know Michigan State isn't awesome, but man, I mean, how do you deny it? C.J. Stroud is putting together an unbelievable season. He's number one on the list. Love it. Uh, yeah, Michigan State. Oh, yeah, show up, rough. please. I know. What do you think of this? Carolina, you know, is in the market for quarterback. Okay. C.J. Stroud might be the first drafted quarterback. How about a little Ryan Day, C.J. Stroud, Combo platter oh, in wow. Carolina. Just call him. Bring bring the Ohio State party because we've had trouble converting Ohio State quarterbacks into successful NFL quarterbacks. So just bring the coach. Here's my question. Why would Ryan Day do that? You're going to go to <laughs> David Carolina? David Tepper's a billionaire. 
I mean, so are the boosters at OSU. Like, I, yeah. I I don't know. I mean, maybe if they lose to Michigan this year, maybe people might be ready to run them out of town. I doubt it. They're playing so well. I don't think that's going to be an issue. Why would you leave Ohio that's, State right now for the Carolina Panthers? Uh, Yeah, you know, I never thought of it from that angle. <laughs> I, was, I was more looking at Carolina. The other combo yeah. pattern is... And they're going to go with another college coach just well, after Matt Rule? Here's your other... I don't know. That's a good point. But your other option is you go Bill O'Brien... Uh, Bryce Young combo that that is interesting. Yeah, that's a lot a, of teams. Well, too. at least Bill O'Brien has at least some track record on the pro level. Well, Ryan, I think Ryan Day. W- no, he was, but not yeah, as a head coach. I think. Yeah, no, no, he was exactly like Matt Rule. I think he did a year with the Giants too, or either the Giants or the Eagles. He did one of those teams. But uh, yeah, no, I, I do, I do think it's interesting though. This you like this coach quarterback combo? I think it's kind of cool. Let's do it. When you bring the. Who who else did this? Did um a lot of guys? Did the Dolphins do this with Ryan Tannehill and his college no, coach? No, 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 no. They bring him on as like the offensive coordinator. Mike, so his college coach was Mike Sherman. Did I thought did the Dolphins yes, hire him as his offensive Dolphins. coordinator? No, I maybe think. the head coach. No, I think it was Joe Philbin was the head coach or someone. But I thought it was maybe the offensive coordinator. Now I'm doing this off the top of my head. But anyway, yeah, um, yeah, the court the coach quarterback combination. I don't know. I, is Carolina a good job? Uh, well, I mean that owner is has bottomless pockets and you probably get the number one pick. So I think it is attractive. It's certainly more attractive than being in a limbo job. At least you're going to get, you're going to get everything. So if you're Sean Payton, the only thing that might be interesting to you is total control because you get the whole team. So you get to start from scratch. You don't have a lot of picks next year. I don't think. Right. But well, that could change if you start maybe like trading away pieces now to get draft picks like McCaffrey or Brian. I don't know why they trade away Burns, but Robbie Anderson, guys like that. So, but here's the thing, right? And it Sherman was the OC of the Dolphins. Thank you. The, like, I look at Carolina and even you get the number one overall pick. Okay, great. If you don't get Sean Payton, I mean, do you have another outside the box kind of candidate or do you end up going with a retread? Because even if Bill O'Brien, it's still going to, he's still going to be a retread kind of guy. Well, why did you just do the the hot assistant? That's been a good D'Amico Ryans. Yeah, D'Amico. Well, mm. Why? Because he's defensive? He's defense. I know, but... When, when's the last great... You're probably going to name one off the top of your head, but it feels like it's a Sean McVay league. <laughs> you know, I don't know. Eberflus got hired. Was Eberflus he a defensive got hired. Guy? Solid got hired. But still, I think if you're if you're Tepper, you're probably looking at an offensive guy. And there are a lot of them out there. It's just... I think the the most successful formula lately has not been a retread, has not been a college coach. Yep. It's been the big time assistant, you know, Sean McVay, Kyle Shanahan, Zach Taylor. Yeah. Are we sure he's a good coach? Um <laughs> he got to the Super Bowl, you know what I mean. Yeah. Uh, John Harbaugh. You look at the great coaches, John Harbaugh was a pro assistant. He was a special teams coach. Right. And then Andy Reid was an offensive coordinator. Bill Belichick was a defensive coordinator. Feels like that's a much natural progression. But if you're David Tepper, can you get excited enough about any of these guys? Are you going to make a mistake and bring in an Urban Meyer? Not like right. not not Urban specifically, but a splash hire. Well, I, I don't think honestly it'd be tough. I think to sell the fan base on another college guy, right? Yeah, like, well, I don't know. I mean, every college guy's different. You're everyone's right. different. And you don't want to lump them together, but I think that would be a difficult. You know how it is with hiring. It's like being on the rebound. Like you're breaking up with somebody. It's you like that I, but, person was more. Of an introvert, I'm going to rebound to an extrovert, and that person. You I know. don't think Tepper cares about selling Carolina on. I don't on think their he, head coach. Yeah, I don't think Charlotte. First of all, I don't think Charlotte cares that much. <laughs> I don't think it's uh, Philadelphia or New York or Boston where they're going to sit and pick it apart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I don't know. And Matt Rule is also the funny thing about Matt Rule is 
he's a college coach, but he's not like an SEC coach. He's a Northeastern guy. We'll see. But had all the success at Baylor. By the yeah. way, according to uh, the latest in the sports book, Matt Rule, do you know the leading school where he is the the best odds where hmm. Matt Rule is going to is going to land? These are uh, I would guess so. top school is three to two odds. Nebraska. You're right. Then Nebraska. what is Auburn second? Auburn is close second at three to one, followed by Wisconsin at five to one, Arizona State seven to one, Colorado eight to one. Of course, these are just the the jobs we know that are available. Yeah, right? or Auburn will be. And then you get Lance Leipold will be in the mix for all those jobs. Yeah, Kansas coach, of course. I mean, is Matt Rule going to go to Nebraska after you just had a failure? Do you want a place that maybe is a little bit maybe quicker of a turnaround? Well, yeah, but Nebraska, you could also argue, is a sleeping giant that just has not been. It's a huge fan base. Huge fan base, but where's the recruiting base? You know, like I could. I mean, you could. Texas used to be. No, I know, but. And I guess, and he's got inroads in Texas, obviously, from being a Baylor. But, like, is it easier to recruit at Auburn? Well, Auburn, you're competing with Alabama. Oh, I get it. Uh, yeah, Nebraska has not been great since they got to the Big Ten. What were there other schools on the list? Uh, Wisconsin. That's yeah. Arizona that's, State and Colorado. I see Arizona State and Colorado. That those seem really hard. <laughs> those seem really hard. Uh, and then you know, what if a coach leaves to take another job too? Something else always opens up. Yeah, I don't know. Those are really tough. It's hard to tell in an NIL world where Nebraska actually is an NIL front runner. They're one of the first schools to use it. They have all these. They have all these resources for it. I feel like he might look at Nebraska and say, hey, there's there's a lot of money around this program. I can do something. But you and I think the same way. Ah, Nebraska, there's something about it. It seems hard to win. It just, it's been guy after guy after guy who has come there and who everyone thought, now this is going to be the guy, and then this is going to be the guy. And how no. could Scott Frost not be the guy? He, he's an alum. Of course this is going to work, and none of it has worked. Well, we know how college football programs are. You can have an era of dominance like Bobby Bowden's Florida State, then yep. you fall off. Oklahoma has been up and down over the years. Nebraska used to be. When I was younger, Nebraska was the team. No, they I, were unbeatable. I know. But here's uh, but the thing. No, it's been a long time. The, the thing is, is Matt Rule, so when he was at Temple, Temple is kind of like this sort of steady, they are what they are, but like people keep, that that program just sort of goes, right? It's not like wild ups and downs, I would say. Like well, Matt Rule was there. And then you go to Baylor, but Baylor was coming off of such a massive scandal that the bar could not have been lower. And so kudos to him. He turns it around, exceeds expectations. He has this, you know, uh, this reputation now as this program saver. But you walk into Nebraska with Matt Rule, like the expectations you're going to start at them being sky high. Mm. Like, look at what's happening. Uh, I mean, listen, Brian Kelly is going to get a lot more time at LSU. But this is what happens when a big-time coach walks into a program where people expect it to already be at 10. We just had a report yesterday that for the second week in a row, LSU, the players had a players only meeting. Like, this is how you know things aren't going well. First of all, you lose to Tennessee in the way you lost. But secondly, two players only meetings in two weeks. That yeah. means the guy they're paying $100 million to as the coach, the players don't want to talk to him. They only want to have their players only meeting and can't get this thing figured out. I mean, listen, those players know those are, they are not Brian Kelly's players. They know, they know that he cannot. Watch him on the sideline of any game. He cannot wait to get rid of this team. Well, I mean, how many kids came in the transfer portal for him, though? Those are his. Yeah, okay, that's true. But the the special teams and the the mistakes they make, his head is going to explode there. (laughs) Are we going to watch him have a stroke on the sideline? It's super amazing that he's 4-2 this year. I mean, that team, that is the worst offense I've seen. Jaden Daniels, uh, 
He's very talented. It's been tough. It's been really tough. What I saw a stat line the other day. He was 8 for 20 in a game. It's so bad there, and I can't believe they win any football game. Well, so. the schedule's going to get a lot harder. Yeah, I know. They got Alabama coming up, Florida this week. But, yeah, so anything – I think a 500-year is fine for Brian Kelly. I think he, you look at him, he can't wait to get this over with. I don't think he cares what these players Have you say. ever heard of two players-only meetings on any level two weeks in a row? Have you ever seen a dumber team than LSU? <laughs> I mean, the way they play, the mistakes they make, like it, it's, they it's look awful. like they just have no but idea. Doesn't what that doing. reflect on the coach? Not, not this team. No, give it. I, you I think, don't it think it reflects on what Ed Orgeron? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like he t- he came in too late. This is not a Brian Kelly team. This is, doesn't resemble anything about the Notre Dame teams. Just the way they play. Oh man, I mean, I guess, but doesn't he have to take a little bit of the blame here? I give, no, I I give him incredible. The fact that he's four and two with this team. Honestly, he's like coach of the year. <laughs> I mean, they got blown away by Tennessee, but yeah. I think they beat they they beat Mississippi State. I know, like it's it's unbelievable they win any games. Two players only meetings in two weeks that caught my attention. It's like, oh, I, if you didn't figure it out after the first players only meeting, there's only so many times you can go to the well on that thing. You know, uh, I appreciate the college young men trying to figure it out and trying to hold each other accountable, and all of that is very good. I'm not poo-pooing all that, but it's just like. You know, these are like the sort of tricks and tactics that you use to try to right the ship, and you can really only pull the players-only meeting one time. Well, yeah, but also, the, if you're LSU, you can't pull it any time. Because a players-only meeting is like an NBA team that has like six veterans who are calling everyone together. Yeah. This is a team. I, if Brian Kelly could end this season right now <laughs> and just cut half the team tomorrow, he would 100%. If we gave him that opportunity, we said, Coach, you can end the season <laughs> right now. He signed up for this. He's getting paid $100 million. He can't end the season right now. He can't he say that He signed up for thing. this season. He signed up for future seasons, and he's so psyched to recruit at LSU. There is no way. This is not Brian Kelly's team. He would he would dump that team in three seconds. <laughs> well, he's Every not responsible single... for the special teams. He's I'm just a saying, head coach. He would dump that roster so fast. You could. He probably will, isn't even bothering to remember half these guys' names because oh, they are geez. so gone. Watch well, him play, and you're like, oh, my God, I wouldn't want to coach him either. <laughs> Perloff, tell us how you really feel. 855 no, And also, Brian, Brian Kelly's part of the problem because he's just got to keep it cool. He's got to realize this is – he looks like his head is going to explode. He's yeah. like, how on earth did you do that? <laughs> Every single time, he's like, how could you make that play? He's got to wear it a bit. He's got to wear it. What are you coaching him to do? 855-212-4CBS, 855-212-4227. Welcome to weigh in on that, of course. You can also find us at Maggie and Pearl on Twitter, Maggie and Pearl off on Instagram, Maggie and Pearl off on Facebook. Coming up next – Brett Yormark, the commissioner of the Big 12, going to join us here in studio. Don't move. It's Maggie and Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Back to Maggie and Perloff, and it is so nice to have an in-studio guest and someone who I know our audience, Perloff, is very interested in and hanging on every word he says, so no pressure. Brett Yormark is the commissioner of the Big 12. He joins us here in studio. First of all, thank you so much for being here. You're pretty much new on the job, but do you feel like a college football season veteran now? Well, I do. I mean, first of all, thanks for having me today. Yeah. And uh, I've been making my way around the conference, going to one game, if not two a weekend, uh, it you know college football is huge. Yeah. I mean, uh, arguably it's the second biggest property in America right now, and and I'm enjoying every minute of it. Think- so wait, when you took the job, by the way, did you know Kansas football was going to be this good? <laughs> did was you call that, it? Were you yeah. scouting over the you know? It said you know, I, I see something there. You know, yeah, interesting enough, yeah. I did not. <laughs> yeah, of um, course. But their coach Lance. Yeah. I, I I got to know in advance of taking the job. We have some mutual friends. Great coach, great motivator, knows how to inspire. And is doing an incredible job oh, right yeah. now. And and Kansas has become a national brand. Yeah, Coach oh, Lightbold wow. was a guest on our show uh, just about a, a week ago and seems like such an incredible coach at multiple levels and is now reaping the benefits at Kansas. So, okay, the, everyone wants to know, like, where is the Big 12 going next? Because we know you're already going to be adding BYU and Cincinnati and Houston and UCF and you said recently we're open for business. So, like, Brett, what does that mean ultimately? Well, Is Maggie, this world you know, domination? It, it's interesting. When I did Media Day, mm-hmm. which was back in July, it was kind of my introduction to the conference, and I said we're open for business, people took it literally that it meant expansion because of what was going on at the moment. And for me, open for business means it's a blank canvas. We're exploring every and, every and all opportunity to build our brand, to build our business, and to geographically build our our footprint. Um, expansion is something we're considering. Obviously, I love the four schools coming in in July. I think they make us stronger in every respect um, and, and just thrilled that they're going to be part of the Big 12 family. But if there's an opportunity for us to expand beyond that, which is additive and not dilute, dilute, dilutive, gets us into that fourth time zone for scheduling flexibility with our media partners, we're going to pursue it. Uh, that Does that mean we're going to go to expansion and, we, and we've been mandated that we have to expand? Absolutely not. I love the, the, the composition of our, of our conference right now. We're going into eight states from five to eight. We're gonna be in front of 75 million people. Uh, so it's a huge audience for us to engage with. But if expansion presents itself in the right ways, we'll pursue it. So some of your background is marketing. 
Why does a conference need marketing? What do you hope to achieve? Uh, you know, you're talking about expansion. I know the popularity of the programs or recruiting. What is? What are some of the goals you have when you say you're open for business? Well, I think from a marketing standpoint, we haven't done much mm. at all, candidly. Uh, no disrespect to those that were here before me, um, but I think there's an opportunity for us to become a little bit more contemporary, a little bit more national, um, to really redefine our look and feel and flavor. I want to get on the consciousness of future student athletes where they vote yes for all the right reasons for our conference. And then ultimately we give them multiple choices to choose from when you think about member institutions. And that's my goal. Um, I'm not sure if the Big 12 resonates nationally. In fact, I know it doesn't. And my goal is to take it to as many people as I can for us to be destinational and aspirational at the same time. And I think we can accomplish that. Well, can you just, and Brett Yormark is our guest. He's the commissioner of the Big 12. You got to keep telling the student athletes you personally know Jay-Z. I mean, that's <laughs> what's going to be helping after you worked at Rock Nation for well, all those years. you know, years. it's interesting you should say that because when I did this listening, learning tour, I went on, I visited all the campus in the first, you know, 15 days on the job. It was very clear to me that when speaking to student athletes, music is one of the top four or five things that resonate. Mm. And as we start to storytell more and more as a conference, music will be a tactic we use for wow. sure. Wow, interesting, because that's when you were you know, basically running Brooklyn Sports and Entertainment. That's bringing in, of course, you know, sports and doing the Nets and college basketball, but that's music acts. So, like, who are you targeting Well, here? I mean, from our standpoint, when we when we think about our tentpole events, our championships, weaving music in, celebritizing those events in a way where we can be culturally relevant and connect to youth culture or all the things we're working on right now. In fact, last week, I made an announcement where we hired our first ever CMO for the conference. And I'm really excited about it. I think there's a real opportunity for us to do things differently. And um, I'm starting to execute. Now, isn't the one thing every conference aspires to most is winning? I feel like winning is the ultimate marketing. You're bringing in some really good football teams, a good basketball team in Houston. It, it feels to me this success at the football year. I mean, there's no, you can't ignore how good the no, conference play football. You know, is, is winning the number one thing, though, well, or I is mean, there much more to it? It's a very important ingredient, yeah. for sure. I mean, I was talking to the AD at uh, Kansas last weekend, and, you know, we all think we know how to market and build brands and businesses, but ultimately I said, hey, you're selling out three weeks in a row. Winning matters. Now, we need to be ready f for success. And we're chatting all the schools and myself about how do I, how do we put our best foot forward and be ready for that moment where we can capitalize on winning? And when, when you think about Kansas, they've done a hell of a job doing that. I mean, now they're winning, they're selling out and it's working for them. So you got to be ready for success, mm. but at the same time, you're absolutely right. You know, winning matters. We're talking with Brett Yormark. He's the commissioner of the Big 12. Okay, two things I know our audience is very interested in because they call us and they ask us about these things. Uh, number one, college football playoff expansion. You're closer to these conversations than obviously Perloff and I will be. What can you tell us about the, ops the what's the number one obstacle that's potentially keeping this from happening right away? I don't think there's one obstacle. What's the big? I think it's very fluid right now. Yeah. We're having lots of meetings. We had <laughs> yeah. a meeting last week. Yeah, lots of um, meetings. La last weekend, prior to that, we were in Chicago. We'll have meetings over the course of the, the next, you know, two or three weeks. It's very, very fluid. I'd say it, it's three or four issues that we're working through, but I'm very optimistic. I think when something of this magnitude is in front of you, you make it work and you figure out a solution. We're all in the big event business. There's nothing much bigger than CFP, but 
Do I ultimately think we get there? Yes. Is it going to take a little bit more time? Absolutely. There's not a self-imposed date, although the next couple of weeks I think are pretty critical. Right. I, I've never understood there's more money in it, and generally sports leagues gravitate towards more money. Uh, I don't, And also the fans want it. We all want it. Every caller we have wants more teams in there. So what is what are some of the big holdups? Like, can you break it down well, you for fans who sure don't know? The scheduling is right. Right. Um, you, you know, there, there's lots of nuances. Yeah. You know, to this whole thing. And there's 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 discussion about the first round being hosted on campuses. What does that look like? Mm. Okay. So, and by the way, the economics matter, but I think for us, it's how do you amplify and elevate the game? And I think an expanded format does that. It also engages fans, uh, more fans, which I yeah. think is critically important. And when I think about our conference and the parity that exists, a lot of, you know, going into the season, you can have multiple teams that are vying for those slots in the CFP. So I, I think it's great for college football. It's great for fan engagement. Obviously, the economics matter. Um, do I think we get there? I, I, I do. Okay. And, and, about, and about when? Would you ballpark it? I think the it? next couple of weeks are pretty critical, but there's no... There's no sunset date, okay. but I think the next couple of weeks are critical as we work through some of these issues. Okay, and then the second question that we get a lot of calls on to is Texas and Oklahoma and sort of how that is working out. So you said if it's a win-win scenario, maybe this happens before 2025. Can you update us on that at all? Is it, you know, as, as I speak and sit here with both of you today, they're staying through the duration. Okay. 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 Um, great partners, uh, a big part of our conference for sure, legacy partners, in fact. But as I've stated before, this conference is bigger than any one or two teams and excited about expansion, excited about the future. Um, so when they leave, they leave. But right now we're one big family and uh, we'll continue to be for the foreseeable future. And uh, as I mentioned, there's some real success going on. And we got Oklahoma State, TCU, Kansas, unbelievable. I was just looking at the top 10 in basketball, Baylor, Kansas. Then you're bringing in Houston, I got to tell you, if I'm a Big 12 coach, I'm like, don't bring in Houston. We don't need, <laughs> well, we do not need this smoke because I always watch Texas and Texas A&M get all the headlines. Then it seems like Baylor and Houston are ranked in the top 20 every well, year. You know, it's an interesting thing. You know, when you look at our football right now, 60% of our conference is in the top 25. Yeah. So every game matters. Yep. Our margin of winning um, is the narrowest it's been in years, which means, you know, it, it, it comes down to that last quarter and, you know, it's exciting play. We're we're leading all conferences in America right now, both in total yards and points scored. Mm. So the engagement, the exciting play is fantastic. And then when you do think about the upcoming college basketball season, we'll have probably six schools in the top 25 preseason, which is very, very exciting. Again, parity. And, you know, every game matters. So this conference, the depth of this conference is unlike I've ever seen. And it's really exciting. You know, Brett, you're in the business of not just, you know, trying to market the Big 12 and build the Big 12 and grow it, but also to try to forecast what's down the road and maybe try to position the conference best for something like that. We've been talking a lot about college football, but let's pause on college basketball for a moment. Where do you see the NCAA tournament in five or ten years? Mm. Like, do you see big changes coming to that marquee event? I don't know. It's a great question. There's a lot of conversation, mm. and obviously I'm um, speaking to my peers at the Power Five conferences on, you know, what's the best format? What does the future look like? How can we innovate and be creative? So those conversations are ongoing. I can't, I don't have a crystal ball to tell you what it might look like, but obviously, you know, the month of March captures the imagination of sports fans throughout this country. 
and there's something that works right now. Mm -hmm. And the question is, how do you make it better? Right, right. And, and, and in fact, that's what we're doing at the conference. You know, nothing's been broke at the Big 12. The question is, how do we make it better and more viable uh, and connect with more fans? And I think everyone throughout the industry is looking at it from that lens. So you're loving the job? I'm loving it. I mean, yeah. I'm really energized right now. I see a lot of possibilities and opportunities. I kind of look at the conference as a bit of a mature startup. Mm. We're just getting started. Uh, we're rooted. Obviously, we have a bit of a legacy, but there's so many different places we can go. And I'm excited to be here and feel very blessed to be here. What is one thing that would surprise us about Jay-Z? <laughs> oh, my God. I mean, Jay's fantastic. Um, you know, you you know as much about Jay-Z as I do. I, mean, his, his, <laughs> I doubt that, Brett. Well, his life is pretty public. Yeah, but he's true. an incredible, you know, uh, just an incredible human being. Mm. I mean, he's got an incredible close on culture, on culture rather. Yeah. And, you know, he's a great businessman. And I lean on him for advice. Uh, I continue to. Um, when when I decided it was time to leave Rock Nation and take this job, he came in to see me and said, Brett, just make us proud. And that's my goal. And we've stayed in touch and obviously thrilled for the time I spent at Rock Nation. But Jay and I date, you know, we, we you know, our history goes well before that. I, mean, I know. Where he kind of co-authored the move to Brooklyn mm. in everything we did, not only on the building side, but also the team. So I'm forever indebted to him and his guidance. And uh, much of what I've learned from him, I've taken with me to this new role. What about Kevin Durant, who was like mm. one of the first high-profile athletes to join Rock Nation on the sports agency side? If I'm well, I wasn't there. Okay. In fact, when when um, Kevin joined Rock Nation, however, when we passed the baton in Brooklyn and we sold the team, we had just finished free agency where both Kyrie and Katie came to Brooklyn. Our goal, obviously, when we got to Brooklyn, was to be destinational mm. as a brand coming from New Jersey, and I think we accomplished that. And was thrilled that Katie voted yes for Brooklyn, and in fact, I'm thrilled that he's still there now yeah no doubt listen brett can't tell you how much we appreciate this we know you're busy we know this is a very busy time of year thanks so much for coming in and good luck thrilled to be here and thank you both maggie perloff all right this is up to the minute here so ed werder from espn who is in dallas keeping an eye on the dak prescott situation his hand dak prescott assured reporters he has velocity on his throws told us to ask receivers to confirm. So Ed went over to C.D. Lamb, good reporter that he is. C.D. said, physically, he's got his power back. You feel it in every throw. And quote, after a did not participate, Prescott said he expects to do more tomorrow. So we're wondering, Perloff, if Mike McCarthy was trying to be maybe intentionally sort of leave the language a little yeah. bit vague when he said they are preparing for Cooper Rush to be the quarterback this week against the Eagles. I mean, maybe is this a little gamesmanship too? Try to keep the Eagles on their that toes, makes sense. you know? Well, yeah, except that you read the report immediately. Your head has to go to the place. Ooh, Dak's got some pop on uh, the ball, and Cooper Rush didn't do anything last week. Right. I, now, all of a sudden, it well, opens didn't do much, my, right? Right, right. I mean, 102 yards. Yeah, it's not much. I mean, it's worse in the league of any, except <laughs> a non-Justin Fields <laughs> quarterback. He handed the ball off very nicely to so, Pollard. Yeah, so D Dak is now, I think, in play. I, I That's how I'm reading the situation. I, think I wonder how much of the playbook would be open yeah. if Dak does play on Sunday night. Yeah, now, I, if I'm the Cowboys coach, there's no way I play him because the Eagles pass rush gets after you. He's going to be amongst bodies and amongst helmets, and he's got this vulnerable hand. Why, what's the point? Well, the only thing I could see is if you really think he's far enough along, do you play him knowing that your next two opponents, no matter what happens against the Eagles, your next two opponents are the Lions and the Bears, and then you get a bye week? 
Right. So let's say you do play Prescott and say something happens and his hand gets hit and he suffers a bit of a setback. Now you have three full weeks where you have two not great opponents and one bye week to get healthy again. Yeah, I think a second injury is pretty scary, though, for that thumb. I, no, I, it's not what you want. I'm yeah. just saying they could they could feel like they need Prescott to beat the Eagles this week. They could, but I, it's early in the season. I feel like they could risk a loss here. And it's such a perfect landing spot. Detroit, Chicago. Chicago's defense is a little salty, though. That kind of worries me yeah. for Dak. Plus, you still get the Eagles at home. Like, this is Eagles on the road. You have two division wins that you've yeah. gotten. I mean, exactly. no one was ex- – I don't know if a lot of people were expecting they were going to go into the MetLife Stadium and beat the Giants. That was a good win. You beat the Commanders at home. Like, you've got – you're banking some division wins here. I will tell you one thing, and I've watched every Eagles game. This team is vulnerable. They're not They're not the 5-0, 17-0 team people are talking about. They're going to trip up at some point. There's going to be a little correction, I think, with the Eagles. What is their most vulnerable spot? I, They have not really been challenged by a good team yet. They, we haven't seen them go up against. The Arizona was the closest game they've had. Yep. We haven't seen them under any pressure. You know, this Dallas game is a different level of pressure. I think they've been under the radar. None of their games have been high profile. So how do they respond to being the favorite? Kind of a young team. Yeah, Sunday night. Yeah. I mean, Jalen Hurts has looked amazing. Now, how does he play if Micah Parsons is getting after him? He'll probably run away from him. I've I've seen Jalen Hurts avoid sacks like nobody. But can he play? Can he be as consistent as he's been? They have no running game still. Miles Sanders inconsistent. The defense is good, but we, you know, last year, the defense was good until a good quarterback, came, like Tom Brady, came up against well, them. Well, I mean, Tom Brady's done that to a lot of people. Yeah, but Tom Brady, I mean, that playoff game was, that was Mismatch. varsity versus a JV. Yeah. I don't know how much of that gap they've closed. So we'll see. I'd like to see him against a good team. I don't know if Dallas qualifies with Cooper Rush or injured Dak Prescott. But, the, the you know, that's the thing with these NFC East. We can say what we want. All their schedules are easy. You get a little bit of help because yeah. of the division, no doubt about it. But, see, that leads us to a game we want to play called Are They Any Good? And in some of these cases, to be perfectly honest, we have no clue. But no, but we, we're going to answer this gonna question. Answer we're going to answer the We're going to get to the bottom of so, it. So, for example, the New York Giants. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> All right, maybe you do know. <laughs> Uh, they're not good. See, I don't think they're good either. Like, when we talk about good, we mean, like, a real threat. I think the Giants are a great story. Saquon Barkley is a great story. Brian Dayball, as a front-runner coach of the year through five weeks, is a great story. But I don't know if they're actually a good football team. Yeah, I felt like they won with smoke and mirrors on Sunday. That sounds super harsh. But they were doing end like around. When you're running the wildcat, you're yeah, doing they, it with smoke and mirrors. That was kind of a wildcat win. And it's a wildcat see- touchdown by Saquon. And whatever that end around thing was, uh, yeah, it does not feel sustainable. And that sounds overly harsh. Like, this is a great development. You should be thrilled if you're a Giants fan. Brian Dable looks like the real deal at head coach. But, yeah, the the record now is deceiving. That's the way I see it. Uh, I think, well, well, you're, you know, you hear about New York. Are New York fans thinking this is real, or are they yes. kind of guardedly optimistic? No, I mean, I think everyone understands that the quarterback situation is 100% in flux. So right. Daniel Jones is not the answer here, and I think most Giants fans would agree with that. Saquon Barkley is having a great season. Fantastic. Are you really going to pay Saquon Barkley? You're going to pay a running back maybe big money? I don't even know if that's going to be out there for Barkley, but if he puts together this kind of season, somebody's going to want to pay him. Is that really going to be the Giants? Is that where you want to put your salary cap allocation is to a running back? You already basically made a mistake by drafting him second overall because that that was a terrible decision. But 
now he's playing great. I think everyone loves the story, but I don't know if you do that. So I so think, the, I think what, the Giants understand this is a rebuild that feels like it's ahead of schedule. So, but a rebuild ahead of schedule, your best player who's winning these games, you're saying that he might not be part of the future plans. That's an odd It's an odd place thing to, to say. In. It's an odd thing to say they definitely need a quarterback and they need to draft another one. I don't know if you want to try to do what the Colts did, which is like, Bridge quarterback, bridge quarterback, bridge quarterback, and then all of a sudden, look where it leaves you. You know, you're you're left with Matt Ryan in a heap. You know, so I <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't think that's sustainable. And then the other part too, which no one talks about with the Giants, is their defense. Just like we talk about the Cowboys, the defense is really what's leading the way here, right? The Giants, it's the defense and Saquon mm. Barkley. For the Cowboys, it's the defense and the run game, and they've been mistake free. That that's been fantastic. So. What happens if their defensive coordinator starts getting head coaching looks? It's Wink Martindale, who was the yeah, longtime defensive but he coordinator was awesome at the in Ravens. And I know. Never got a, and never now got doing offer. and now doing it with the Giants. I don't know. Yeah, but listen, I think Wink Martindale's down the list after Saquon and Daniel Jones. You don't have a quarterback. What's the future of this team? That's yeah. why it's hard to buy buy into. By the way, Matt Ryan in a heap. That was a good garage band in the late 90s. <laughs> I remember I that. I know. You have their t-shirt. Uh, the next, uh, are they good? The Raiders. <laughs> this is the question. The perennial question. <laughs> Not Derek Carr. That's Wait, the one that shipwrecks Should we go us. to Stu first on this one? Stu, are the Raiders good? You're a big you're a big Raider fan. So they've lost four games by 14 points, which would suggest maybe they're not as bad as their record is, which is one in four. Are they good, though? I, I, it's hard for me to say they're good. I think they're average, so are they good? No. No. Stu said it. Not good. Also, Devontae Adams now, like, being charged with a misdemeanor. That... Is a bummer. That's a problem. That's a problem. Maybe not like legally. I don't think it's going to be such a big deal. He'll probably just get a fine, I'm sure. But does that mean the league gets involved and decides to suspend him for a game? Now, that would be a problem. Okay. The Raiders play the Chargers on December 4th in Vegas. You remember last year they played for the playoffs? Yeah. I'm telling you right now, Stu, they will have a winning record when they enter that game. Wow. They have the easiest schedule. Listen to who they play. The Texans at the Saints. The Saints, I love Andy Dalton, but the team is a mess. The secondary is so bad, it's it's stunning. The Jaguars, who look like they're losing it a little bit. Yeah, are they a good team? The Colts play in Vegas. Then they go to the Broncos, November 20th. Whoa, this is looking up and up and up. Then they go to the Seahawks, November 27th, who their defense looks terrible, too. Then December 4th, it looks like a decisive game. In Vegas against the Chargers, there's a lot of wins on that schedule. Now, we the question is, they, they get really sloppy, the Raiders. They had that win over the Cardinals, and they just completely blew it. Yep. Josh McDaniels, I think, is kind of learning how to do the job again. I, I don't know. I think they're good. What do you think? I, I think they're good, too. It's weird to say. I know. Stu, you're the actual fan wow. here. I know. <laughs> Pessimistic uh, Stu here. Are we making you feel better? Uh I think they actually are good. And even if Devontae Adams does get suspended, it'd be against the Texans, right? Because they're on their bye yeah, this week. at home. At home. You should not need Devontae Adams to beat the Texans at home. You should not. Yeah. Um, okay, the next, are they good? The Packers, question mark? Okay, I, well, I, I'm on the record. I think they're good. I think Aaron Rodgers is going to figure this out. I'm going to pull out my R-E-A-L-X. Relax. Yeah. Your Rolex. Real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think they're good. I thought that first half against the Giants, I'm like, whoa, this team, this team could be something. Now, I don't know where what happened in the second half. Cannot yeah. explain that. I think they are good, and we're going to see a much better team by December. 
I am saying that they are good, even though we could say what happened against the second half against the Giants. We can ask what happened in the second half against New England. We can ask what happened against Tampa. That was a a, a close a close win. You know, it hasn't just been pretty in, in a lot of these, even ones where they pull out wins like uh, against New England and a third-string quarterback or against Tom Brady. Yeah, um, I mean, it actually turns out those are, now that you mentioned, those are great defenses, you know. Yeah, you're right about that. I mean, well, at defenses least so far. that can stop the run. Um, I'm afraid to say they're not good because I've seen this before. Like, yeah. I've seen this movie, you know. I think we're we're on the same page. I think I'm a little more optimistic on the Packers. I feel like, I mean, what's the main issue? Is this, uh, the is defense this... is not performing to the to the oh, level that we thought. I thought you were going to say the receivers. The receivers are also an issue. Yeah. So I, I just think Now that Aaron re- Rodgers' thumb might be an yeah. issue. He didn't yeah. practice today. I still maintain faith that the receivers are going to get better just with experience. So that's that's why I'm holding out hope that these Packers are good. Also, just hand the ball off. You got A.J. Dillon and, and Aaron Jones. Those guys are awesome. Am I missing something? I should OC that team. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's funny hearing Rodgers on McAfee when they asked, you know, about what A.J. Dillon said, right? Which is, we're confident we could have gotten two yards Yeah, there. what did he say? And he said, uh, or wait, was it Dylan who said that? He goes, it was Aaron Jones, sorry. And he goes, uh, no, they're probably right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're probably right, so. but you no, know, we did decide to pass there and uh, got batted down. That's what happens in London stays in London. We're <laughs> yeah. just gonna we're gonna drink a few Guinness on the way out of town, yeah, and just everyone will forget. Forget that it's a those are weird games. Eight five five two one two four CBS coming up. The latest with Draymond Green. Get to that in a moment. Don't move, Maggie and Perloff. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 